0: Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 57, and today we are talking about obvious results. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle fannin Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Dr. P here in the house. We are over on the proofing box. I am recording from my uh, soon-to-be ex office. We are giving up the office because I'm just not here all that much. (laughs) I am out on the road with you people, (laughs) which I deeply, deeply enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. If you're not already in the proofing box, get your butt in the proofing box because we are almost at 200 members, and the 200th member is going to uh, get a prize from us. So tell your friends. Tell them to join the proofing box, and they can get fun and interesting swag which is what we're all about here, right? Um, So, goodness. So we are recording our episode as per usual. And I wanted to, first of all, ask um, for... If you like the episodes, please leave us a five-star review on your podcast uh, listening methodology of choice, uh, or you can go to the Dear Food Safety Business page and leave us a review there. I will um, start picking reviews at random in the new year to get on the phone with me and have a coaching session with me. So that will be super, super interesting and I'm excited to start, I'm excited to start doing that. So I want to welcome everybody to the podcast recording this, uh, uh, I guess it's Thursday afternoon. We're having, we're, it's like super dark and I don't know if it's going to snow or what, but we're having lots of fun lighting issues here in the office. <laughs> and um, so I feel like it, I feel like it lo- might look a little weird on the Facebook live, but whatever. I deliver good content, so I refuse to believe that what I look like on the facebook live really even matters so whatever <laughs> whatever so what we are talking about today in the podcast is what i call obvious results and i have a lot of conversations with my clients about obvious results my friends and what um what we always do when i like whenever i'm teaching like running a webinar or running the podcast or that sort of stuff i um I follow an outline, so you'll but you may notice that every week I kind of and and this may be kind of recent, but every week I follow the same sort of flow, and I built this flow out of a book that I read called um." Uh, the Art of Building Community. And if for any of you that like run communities, whether it's a community at your church or your local Lions Club or a Facebook community or whatever, I highly recommend the book, The Art of Building Community, written by a former Peace Corps volunteer, so we know we love it. And I'm, if you don't know, I am a former Peace Corps volunteer as well. <laughs> um, and so... What I developed based on his methodology was this way of running the podcast of running my webinars and things like that to draw people together as a community. Because, of course, here at Jericho Food Safety, we're all about building wealth and community. And to do that, I under, what I understand that what my clients need, what, what you all need as listeners, as as people who are consuming my content – is a way to walk through all the stuff that I put out there. And all the stuff that I put out there is designed to create client value. All right, I run a for-profit business. Uh, I'm essentially a for-profit cooperative extension veterinarian. But my for-profit business, in order to make a profit, I must deliver client value that is the same for you, my friends. You must deliver client value and for people to pay you, all right? And I work really, really hard on that, but clients pay for results, all right? My clients, they pay me for results. Your customers, they pay you for results, and today we are diving into obvious results, because whether you're thinking about it or not, you are in fact creating results. So let me help you figure that out. Relax. You might want to grab a piece of paper for this or, um, or, you know, hit pause on the podcast or whatever, or run away from the, um, uh from the from the Facebook live and get yourself a piece of paper if you're driving do this after you stop driving <laughs> and let me help you think about the results that you are creating in your life right now okay so I want to I want to help you with that and thank you for letting me help you with that. And I first want to talk about talk about how do we in fact look at The obvious results that we are creating? Well, around here we talk about results in terms of health, wealth, and relationships. And why do we want to look at the obvious results in health, wealth, and relationships? Well, it's because telling ourselves the truth even if those truths are the optional thoughts that we think about. You know, I've covered a lot about optional thoughts. All our thoughts are optional, my friends. The good ones, the ones that are tough, they're all optional. If we tell ourselves the truth with our optional thoughts, we create clarity and this allows us to manage our minds. And your mind is the biggest asset that you have in your entire life. If you are the CEO of the business, Your mind is the biggest asset in your business. It's not your food. I don't care how much money you spent on it. It is your mind, your employee's mind. Share this podcast with your employees because your employees' minds is the next biggest asset in your business, (laughs) okay? You grow your business by building on those assets, And when we serve up truth to ourselves, when we tell ourselves what our results actually are in health, wealth, and relationships, we learn, and this is a learned and learnable skill, that we have our own back. We learn that we belong to ourselves. And so many of us have a story of not belonging, I mean, how many of us who are CEOs actually started our own businesses out of a sense of not actually belonging anywhere? Folks, I did. I couldn't find anybody to hire me to do the work that I wanted to do. And so I started my own business. Now it's worked out really, really well because I really understand how to hustle and I'm willing to do anything. And I'm so dedicated to building wealth and community within local food and agriculture in sustainable food that I'll do anything. Like there's nothing that's gonna let me fail. But it wasn't really always like that. And for many people, it's not always like that, that we start out with with, um, a set of results and we create a business out of this super negative space. And I'm not gonna lie, I was there. I was miserable being a veterinarian. That was a result that I had. I was completely miserable being a veterinarian. And when I started this business, I gave myself two years to be happy doing what I was doing or else I was going to chuck it all and I was going to go get a doctorate in osteopathy and I was going to go be a geriatrician because, folks, I love I'd like love old people. What can I tell you? And so, you know, there are some days where I think I missed my calling, but I am, you know, like I am what I am and I am, I am where I am. And I'm blooming where I am planted, but there are so many of us who try and do things to fill a perceived void because it's so difficult to be vulnerable to the truth in our lives and make decisions from there. And so what we're gonna cover in the podcast today is how to think about that. And I'm going to give you a construct within which to be vulnerable to your own thoughts. Okay, I know nobody talks about this in food and farming, but you know what? Our farming communities have wicked high suicide rates. Our veterinary community, we lost two veterinarians in the past two weeks. I open Facebook and I see a veterinarian suicide and I just pray it's not somebody I know, okay? I was just at NC Choices and the problem is so bad they had the National Suicide Prevention Hotline have a booth at NC Choices. This is a conference of 300 people, all right? Being vulnerable to ourselves is something that we need to learn so that we can build emotional resilience because it will literally save lives. When we stand in our truth, we start looking at our obvious results. And we have obvious results around health, around wealth, and around relationships. and if you're in the habit of avoiding the truth about yourself or your business, the very, very, very first step in this process is to be brave and to commit to tell the truth to yourself. You don't have to tell the truth to anybody else. Tell the truth to yourself. Okay. And now I'm going to walk you through a example of how I do this in my business, how I do this with my clients, how I do this with my own life. Okay. And I'm going to use, I'm going to use a very, um, for some people, this is not charged, but for, for some people, this really is. Okay. So we all have, we all have results that we've created in our health and our wealth and our relationships. And so health results are things like how much you weigh. You know, what your cholesterol number is, uh, what your blood pressure is. Those are health results. Wealth results are things like the number in your bank account, uh, the number on your credit card, the amount of total revenue you bring in in a year. Those are wealth results. Relationships results are things like, who are you talking to? Who are you not talking to? Who did you defriend on Facebook last week? Who did you get mad at on Instagram? Okay. Relationships are things like, how is your relationship with your mom, your, 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 your spouse, your kids? You have results in relationships, okay? And so I'm going to take, I, you know, I can't do results in all of those, so pick a result and let's walk through um, some questions and apply them to your own situation. And I'm going to take an example of something almost everybody can relate to, and that's weight, So now many of you knew me, have known me for a couple of years, have seen me on Facebook lives for a long time. I've lost 80 pounds in, I don't know, 16 or so months, I guess. So 16, 18 months. And um, I have a little bit more to go. Not much. (laughs) My aunt is like, why are you losing more weight? And I was like, because I kind of want to see if I can But we all have a weight. I guarantee you, if you are here on Earth, you have a weight. Force still equals mass times acceleration, and you exert force on a scale. (laughs) All right? You have a weight, but that weight, it's a number. All right? And that number is neutral. Now, for many, many, many of you out there, that number doesn't feel neutral at all. So I want to do what we call a strive model on your thoughts about your weight number, okay? You could use any other, you could use any other result that you created, all right? Any result, you can put any results in this strive model. And so the first question is, is are you physically safe to think about your weight as neutral, because that's the, all I want you to do is think about the results that you have in your life as neutral, because I guarantee you, if you look at your credit card, 99% of you will not feel like that number on your credit card, whether it's eight, you owe your credit card $8,000, $800, $25,000, like whatever it is, I guarantee you, most of you don't feel like it's neutral. That number is neutral. Okay. Most of you, your weight doesn't feel particularly neutral. And so we are going to talk about getting your number, your obvious results to neutral. That's all. All you got to do is get to neutral. I don't want to fix anything. You're not broken. You don't need fixing. All we got to do is get your numbers to neutral. Okay. So the first question in the STRIVE model is about safety. And are you physically safe to think about your weight as neutral? If you are in an abusive relationship, if you are one of the women athletes who was written about in today's New York Times, the answer may well be no. You are not physically safe to think of weight as a neutral number. I know women who have competed at the junior Olympic level, at the Olympic level, and if they are not constantly dropping weight, they are physically punished. They have to swim more laps, they have to run more, they have to lift more weights, they have to do more push-ups. I came out of the army, okay, you don't make weight. There are sergeants that will make you do more push-ups. You are physically punished for not dropping weight. If that's what's going on with you, stop here and solve that problem first. DM me, if you need help, I have ways to help you, okay? We always solve physical problems first, okay? The next question is, are you financially safe to think of, in this case, your weight number as neutral? For weight, the answer is probably. But what if the truth that you are working on right now is your total revenue? Well, what if it's a number of animals that you put on a grant on the ground. Okay, I am in the middle of trying to start up a meat rabbit program at my house. My doe just kitted and we had two dead kittens. Uh, for those of you who don't know, baby bunnies are called kittens. Uh, two dead doesn't feel neutral to me at all. And I'm a veterinarian. Like I know how to take care of mama rabbits in a lot of different scenarios. I used to be a lab animal vet and take care of rabbits in laboratory situations. Okay. Two dead baby bunnies doesn't feel neutral to me at all. Okay. And so I'm working on that. And however many piglets you put on the ground, however many calves you put on the ground, pullets, whatever, Maybe that's the result you're looking at. Are you financially safe to think of that number as neutral? Okay The third safety question is is are you emotionally safe? This is a real fun one, isn't it? Are you emotionally safe not to beat yourself up over a number on a scale hmm. Your brain loves the familiar, even if that familiar makes you feel like ass, okay say you have you say you have sows, okay, and you need to put eight cells on the ground per mama twice a year, and you're only putting six. Are you emotionally safe not to beat yourself up over that number? We love to beat ourselves up. It is a well-worn path in our brains, and it's familiar and you trying to pull yourself away from feeling like ass and building your, and beating yourself up will actually cause your brain to revolt. So, okay, then we, then we, then, then what I talk about is then we go to the barn, okay, as we like go through the river of misery, as we, as we go through all of the things while we are trying to not beat ourselves up. That can actually feel worse, right? So those are the safety questions in the strive paradigm. And then the, then the next question for the T and Strive is, is, are you trained? Well, this podcast is hopefully going to train you to start in on the questions to make your numbers neutral. R stands for respected. Have you or do you have the self-respect to make your number neutral? Or are you stuck in that super emotional conversation of beating yourself up? Go back and listen to the Put Down the Cactus episode. Stop hugging the cactus because that's a cactus. If you can't get out of that beating yourself up, that's a cactus, and you got to put the cactus down to make the number neutral. Hmm. Have you invested the time, talent, and treasure to make this number neutral? Well, you're investing in listening to the podcast, so thank you for that. And if you're willing to think about the content and really do dive in and think about this, and do some writing, and do the work, I think that you can honestly say yes, that you are investing the time and talent uh, to get this done. Podcast is free, so not a whole lot of treasure there, right? How about V? So the V in strive stands for value. Do you value making this number neutral? Or do you think that you have to think about your weight negatively, or it will never come off? Do you have to put a ton of pressure on yourself around your total revenue? Do you have to put a ton of pressure on yourself around your relationship with your mom or your siblings or whatever? Do you feel like without that pressure, you'll never get anything accomplished? Many, many, many people feel this way. And up till about six months ago, I did too and I didn't even know it. Mm, okay. Very, very, very common to not understand that we don't value making the numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's totally human. I don't want you to judge yourself for that. It is totally human. These are things that we've learned, but the good news is is we can unlearn them, right? Mm -hmm. And then finally the E in strive stands for empowered. Are you empowered to stand in fear and discomfort and failure to make this number neutral? And I know that sounds like a super weird question, but There are lots of numbers I look at in my life, and I am willing to stand in fear and discomfort to make those neutral because I see the benefit of making my circumstances neutral because then I get to choose how I feel. And that is a beautiful thing. That creates all the power within me. That means I have my own back. Doing a STRIVE model, which is what we just went through, is really going to help you understand just what you are thinking when it comes to a number on a scale, a number on a bank account, number on a, on a credit card, or the number, you know, any number that you're associated with, okay? Any other results as well. Um, if you do this STRIVE model, you will be able to see your thoughts. You'll have the opportunity to understand them and give yourself the grace to look at them with integrity and acceptance and compassion. And what does it look like to have compassion for yourself over a number? Well, when I found out that I could do this, that I could have compassion, I could have curiosity, like I get on the scale in the morning and I'm like, well, that's curious. Sometimes my brain has opinions about it and I'm like, noted. Have like, take a back seat there friends because I'm amazing. Right? That's a learned and learnable skill. But it comes from having compassion for myself and the relief that I get from that constant, like nattering nabob of negativity that I have in my brain. Totally amazing and allows me to do so much more in my life. Um, You can do this process that I just walked you through, the strive process, with any result that you have, okay? You don't have to change anything about yourself. All you have to do is look at where you are. And as I am fond of quoting Daniel Berrigan, so Daniel Berrigan was a, um, uh, he was a Jesuit priest, he was a protester during the Vietnam War, he's probably most famous for burning draft cards, His wisdom is amazing, and he has a quote of, know where you stand, and stand there. Know what your results are. Go through this exercise with your results in health, wealth, and relationships, and know where you stand, and just stand there. You are not broken. You do not need fixing. Know where you stand, and stand there. Your results that you have in your life right now are the obvious results. And you get to decide what you're going to do about them. But maybe, just maybe, if you start with accepting them with integrity and compassion, you can see things where they are, and then you can choose how you want to move forward to build the life and to build the business that you were really meant to build, that you're being called to build. All right, my friends, that's it for the podcast this week have a beautiful day and I love you all have a week full of awesome and we'll see you on the podcast next week. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you all under the guidance of a food safety expert.